In our previous uh, series, we went through and we noticed that uh, we switched up the order of things and we've been going through uh, in this text and we, we mentioned that we don't really have to go in a particular order. That, that we, we said uh, that the, the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceful, gentle, and all, all the other things that kind of go along with it. That said, we are going to go in order. Um, it is interesting as we as we read that passage that uh, that we that or that Julian just read there the that our topic for today is the is the only one that he kind of goes back and expounds upon. He's he says I want to talk a little bit more about this one. I always like those passages. There's one like it in the uh, in in the when when he talks about or when when Christ talks about he gives them. Uh, you know, all of these, these beatitudes, and he talks about all these things, and he says, let's go back and talk about persecution. You know, let's go talk about this one. Uh, and so, uh, and he does that again in the prayers. Let's talk about forgiveness. I just kind of want to talk about this one. And, and so, so our one today is, is we're talking about peaceable wisdom. Peace is very important to us. And then he, he ends up uh, in the in the final verse of our text, kind of going back to talk about that. So we're going to expound upon uh, what it means to have peaceable wisdom. But we we know that that peace is very important to us. You think of the phrases in the English language to be at peace. We talk about finding inner peace, world peace, peace of mind, peace of quiet. Very important one. Uh, I, I like this this photo. There's actually uh, you can buy a box of chocolates specifically for saying sorry. We talk about having a peace offering that I think is a, a uh, suitable peace offering for half of our audience here, uh, and uh, at least half, right? Okay, so so we have some from the other side, um, but uh, at least a minimum of half think that as as a suitable peace offering. We had a series called last year. We, we talked about spiritual postures. In fact, it was from the Beatitudes. And, and I don't want to re-preach re one sermon in particular from that, but I do want to kind of go back and, and, and use a point to launch from. And we, we talked about peace. And, um, and as we say, James circles back to this point to emphasize the, the world is so focused. And one of the thoughts that we brought out in that, that lesson was how how much emphasis there is on having peace as an object and, and finding peace. And the world is trying to pursue peace, and, and they're not as interested in the process that goes into peace. And, and we talk about and James. This is where James circles around, and, and he says he says we we make peace, and we don't find peace. Now, if you want to. Listen to that sermon. You can go back into last year and go into the archive. I'll put a shameless plug for the website. You can go back there and find that. Um, that material's all there. But I do want to look, um, you know, we're talking about the importance of peace to, to humanity. I was trying to think, I was trying to rack my brain, and I could only come up with three recognizable symbols for emotions that we have. Um, and 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 that, that's what I could come up with. We have we have things that are so important to us that that we attach symbols to them, and we immediately recognize what they represent. And uh, for better or for worse, we, we like 
the, a symbol for peace. So, so, so we need a symbol for peace. Uh, we need one for love and we need one for being happy. Like the, the, These are the things that we find important as a human race. Let's let's throw a symbol at them. And uh, and those there might be others. I'm, I'm sure there's there's probably some others. But but these I mean, these are recognizable uh, culturally and uh, in, in just they've become recognizable internationally. As, as symbols of something. Peace is important to us. And so I want to look at peaceable wisdom and I want to look at important terms in this discussion. And this is, when we talk about peace, and peace is not a bad thing. We're not really talking about peace, but in, in this, peace becomes an object. This is okay. It's a desired thing. that, And it says, peace I leave with you. And, and, and you can't hardly... Preach a sermon about peace without going to, to this statement of, of Jesus. He says, my peace I give to you, not like the world gives. Don't let your heart be troubled and don't be afraid. So, so that we contrast, we want to contrast different types of peace. So peace as a thing is not bad. I want to moderate that sermon just a little bit. Peace as a thing is not bad because because Christ says, listen, I have a type of peace, but, but it's just different. It, it's really more the product of a process. But as a product, it's okay, depending on what your definition for it is. Uh, it, so some people, as we say, prioritize the calmness of peace. The no problems part of peace. That, 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 to them is peace. Is I, I just want no problems. I want an end of conflict. Well, this is getting a little bit closer. Or, or some people are just happy with civility. Can we just be civil? Or a resolution of problems, which I think would probably be, you know, and, and so you can see in here there's this, this wide range of what people want out of peace. And some are, are going to be more noble than others. I don't think that any one of these is, is wrong, uh, but we would see a, a degree of nobility where, where one is actually taking care of problems and just want, someone wants, just please shut up, right? There's, there's both ends of things. And I'm not saying that there's not a time and a place you know, in a library, we want peace. You know, we want, we want the calm aspect of peace. Uh, there's a time and a place for everything. But regardless of the definition, this is not what James is talking about. There's another word, peaceful. Uh, and this is actually, even though he, used, he doesn't use the word peaceful, this is kind of what James 3.18 is driving at. Uh, the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by them that make peace. And I apologize for copying that from the King James. Um, I didn't catch that one. This is really the state of the person at peace. That's, that would be one concept. The other concept would be the process that makes it. Uh, it's not just the object of peace, but, but what I want to feel like in peace, and, and if I'm really being noble, again, how I'm going to get there. And uh, again, this has many applications depending on what your definition of peace is. You know, if you just want calm, th then maybe the process of peace is just getting, you know, noise-canceling headphones. I mean, maybe that's peace. I, we solved the problem. But, but again, we want, I want to be tranquil. I want to be soothed. This is the process. This is the the. The condition. I want people to be tolerant. We could describe the practices. Uh, my life is under control. 
feel like things are under control. I've got some, I, I've fixed some problems. Again, those are some good things. I've reconciled with somebody, and now there's peace. Those are good things. This is probably closer to where we're aiming, obviously, because it's in James 3.18, and it's, that's modifying James 3.17, which is really where we're driving at. But even this, the, the putting into practice, what we talked about being kinetic, even the putting in practice, the verse 18 is not verse 17. He's modifying it. What I want to get to is the, the verse 17 part, where he talks about the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable. Because peaceable is different from peace, the object, and peaceful, the process. Now, here's the dangers of, of preaching. And, and I, I want to, older and younger preachers have, you'd be the judge, which one I am. Um, we have strengths, we have blind spots. And uh, the more seasoned preachers uh, have have a, a tendency. And I have boxes. I've talked about my boxes. And I like my boxes. And, and please don't disturb my boxes. And, and so in sermons, I do this. I, I, after you've preached sermons, and I don't repeat sermons, but I have I, I've indexed things. Just mentally, I've indexed things. And, and, and when a topic comes up, my mind just opens those boxes. And I've already done it. I, I've already wanted to jump back to John, and I've, I've already wanted to, to pull out the things that I am used to talking about. Peace. Oh, this is the peace sermon. Well, we're going to talk about these verses, and we're going to pull out those things, and we're going to talk about, because this is where we go. And it's a rut that gets to it, and my mind wants to, to get into that rut. And that is a danger, uh, not because it's going to be a bad sermon, but it, it, we, we can retread the same ground over and over again and, and not get new things out of the Scripture. Right? A sermon on peace is likely going to say, contains John 14, 23. That's, that's a good foundational concept. But in doing things, there will be things that we overlook because my tendency is to want to preach the same thing. And so even in writing this sermon, I had to continually force myself out of a rut that I, 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 would, I would have like a paragraph on page. I'm like, I am going the wrong direction. <laughs> this is not where I'm back in it again. You know, I don't know if you've ever... I went four-wheeling with a, with a friend and... We got, it got a little sketchy because we got into some places where like, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to get out of this rut. We are way in <laughs> this rut and he could not get out. Like, wow. Um, and my brain, our brains kind of do that. Peacemaking, as good of a topic as it is because Christ mentioned it, is not where we're going today. Uh, so, uh, I want to talk about why peace and peaceful are not just different from each other, but how they different from being peaceable. What, what are they? Um, so let's talk about peaceability. Peaceability is a structure. Uh, and, and the first thing we're going to see is that they have different sources. James 3.15 says, This wisdom doesn't come from above, but it is earthly, sensual, and demonic. Our, our concept of peace is typically based on what we observe and, and, and the state. I want happiness, I want quiet, and, and, and it, we talked about how, it's, how earthly things that are earthly are structured on fulfilling what I want. And, and I, I, I define peace typically through how it is affecting me. 
And so I'm, all the things, if, if I'm directing it towards me, all of the things are going to make sure that I'm affecting my emotional state. And, and so peace has a different... In, in this verse, we see the obvious contrast. If we, if we look at the, 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 the whole broad text, that the wisdom from, is from above. The, 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 the peaceable wisdom is from above. It's not from here. So it has a different source. Uh, and then go Romans 12, 18. It says, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably or live at peace with all people. And so being peaceful, so we talk about peace, we want to talk about peaceful, it is subject to external forces. Do you see that? Uh, that he says, in as much as it lies within you, or as much as possible, as, in other words, it's sometimes possible not to be peaceful. And it has nothing to do with me, but peaceful relies on an external source. There's two people that have to dance <laughs> to, to get peace. And so he's like, that's, that's different. Uh, so, so it is possible possible not to always have peace, but it, it, you know. So, if the relationship includes people that do not live spiritually, or another way of saying that is, if 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 you have a relationship where one of you is human, then then you're going to have problems with this. Well, that in, involves every relationship I have because I'm human. So, this was this. So I'm getting into this is where I I got in. I kept getting into this rut where I I wanted to keep making this about the person. But I want to look at two elements of peaceability. James three seventeen says this: "But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial." And sincere, and so the first thing I noticed that there's two elements here, and the first one is that it is a structure of wisdom, not a person. It's not about me. Peaceable has nothing intrinsically to do with me, at, at it, as its source. When we talk about it comes from a different source. It's not about me. And we always, when we're talking about peacemaking and we're talking about those are wonderful topics, those are about me. And so those are not going to have constancy because it's about me and I, and I am a human. But he says, the wisdom that is from above is first pure than peaceable. So he, he focuses on peaceability as a, as a component of wisdom. And the second thing that he emphasizes is that it is from God not man. So it's a structure, and it's from God. It is not an object from a human. It is completely different. Peaceable is completely different. And again, I want to emphasize that peace and peaceful are not bad. But they're just not what we're talking about today. Notice the permanence. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of change. In other words, 
the reason that peace and peaceable, as we talked about, are, are subject to change and we don't always have them, is because we're relying on human sources, either me or an external source, to, to maintain those. But peaceable has to do with wisdom, and that comes from a God that doesn't change. And so what we're talking about in being peaceable actually has the capability to not change, to always be there. And that is, it's like, wait a minute. Again, don't get into the rut. I'm not talking about peace. Peace, always having peace, that's not realistic. I'm human. Peaceable has an expectation. Because why? Because it's a gift from above. So I want to learn then how to get closer to God in this aspect and so this is going to require a couple of things from me. First of all, I'm going to have to reflect on my source of wisdom. What, what, what is this wisdom? I want to go back to what we talked about last week. We said that through here, through this, you can, you can kind of connect little things. He says, he talks about what it isn't, and then he'll talk about what it is. And you, and you can kind of connect some of the what it isn't to some of the things that, that it does. Like we talked about selfish ambition. I want to look back at that verse. And we pulled just that. He says, he says um, where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. And we, we connected selfish ambition, this looking in to purity. That, that, the, the, that selfish motive is a, is a, is a, it's a concept that we get in that adulterates this wisdom. And I want to go back, however, and talk about jealousy, because now we get into the relationship stuff, and, and relationship stuff is where we get into the problems of peace. And so it's, it's not peaceable, because why? Because I have this other stuff thrown in here. It's one of the things that makes it impure. And so what makes me, or one of the things that makes me Enable to have peace is jealousy. And I know, so I don't really think we have a big problem with jealousy. I don't think we have a big problem with stuff. I mean, Tim just got up here and talked about all the things that, that we do financially. People, it doesn't seem like we have a major problem with, with, with jealousy. I don't, I don't think we do. Not, not in that aspect, but jealousy is so much broader. We so narrowly define jealous that that I don't think we get the full weight of what jealousy is. Not everything that is jealous has to do with stuff. This is a, a thing. There's a thing called Facebook envy. And none of these hashtags, pound signs as I know them, have anything to do with stuff. I mean, they might. But, but we... we are drawn to the desires as we see people portray things that they, they have internally. Happy. And, and we want sometimes to state the condition that they appear to have. I think a lot of times they want that too. <laughs> Those statistics are... Five out of ten envy the amazing experiences. Half of, of, of the problems with Facebook are, are just looking at 
the condition people are in, not even the staff. One, three, so, so a third of them look at the expressions on faith. Oh, they're so happy. They've got the peace that I want. They look good. They look good. They're happy. They're in, well, wherever. wherever. They're in Italy sipping cappuccinos next to the Colosseum. That, well, yeah, they look so happy. Four out of ten, forty percent envy the success. Look what we accomplished this week. Got my whatever off the off the ground, and we're doing the thing and whatever. Right? We, we, we look at people got this promotion. Life is great. Oh man, I love, wish my life was going great. And none of it has anything to do with stuff. But we we envy. We have this jealousy. And he says, we can't be peaceable. Now you've got to go and sit next to those people on Sunday and pretend you're happy for them. And I want that. I want that. What do you have? What do you have? What, what's your secret? It makes it hard for me to be peaceable. Not just the peace. Oh, we can have the peace. We can be tranquil and sit next to each other and, and smile. We walk in the door and shake the hands and do the thing. But... The peaceable, the structure, isn't there. Yes. The jealousy is one of the things that has to go. And, and there's so many different applications of this. I was thinking, in our time, this is probably one of the more common. I don't know what the, the first century version of this was. And so we... Reflect on the source of my wisdom. Reflect on the source of where I'm feeding myself with what I should be. And what's going to guide my life choices. And what's going to guide where I'm getting my self-esteem from. I know the word self-esteem is not in the Bible. Concept is there. We even talked about it this morning. But how I value myself, if, if those come from even not just stuff, but conditions that I am expected myself to live in based on other people, those become the source of wisdom. And I cannot be peaceable myself. I'm not peaceable. I'm in turmoil, internally. has nothing to do with anybody else. I don't have the structure for peace. The wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceful, gentle, open to reason. We talked about how there's these internal things, and then there's these external things that, that get produced. He says it's full of mercy, and it's full of good fruits. And talk about spiritual wisdom as we reflect on, on things. I need to reflect on <clears throat> what kind of wisdom is it? Is it a wisdom that produces something? What, what is my wisdom producing? It, it, wisdom is that structure that determines. Remember, it's that 
it's not just the application of principles, that's a part of it, but, but it is the, it's all of the stuff, the, all of that equation that goes into the evaluation for what I will pursue in life. And, and, and the decisions I will make, those all come from those values that I develop. Well, God's wisdom is not sensual, it's not physical, it's not directed towards the personal short term. Right? <clears throat> so we defined that. Excuse me. So, if that's true, if I have that, if I can evaluate and say, well, there's a quick way of finding out what I have for my wisdom. The quick way <clears throat> is to look at what it produces. Am I full of mercy? And am I full of good fruit? I don't look at a lot of things uh, in my job because it gives me plausible deniability. I like plausible deniability. So I didn't look at a lot of things. I don't look at like finances. I don't look like, I don't know who contributes what in here. I like, it makes me free to preach sermons. I didn't look at emails. That was handled, I think, by Cam, and I think that was handled by Guy. So I, I don't know the responses to... We, we, we sent out a thing. We, we want to uh, get involved in stuff. And, and I, I just looked at the... I just looked at the, the, the categories. I was going to throw it up here, but I didn't um, think of it in time. To put a slide up here, but I, I noticed the big lines. The big lines are where we are strong at. They all have to do with contribution. They're all donating something, giving something, paying something. That's where our big lines are. We don't got a problem there. I'm telling you, we don't got a problem there. And then I looked at the things that involve us giving time, and those were Small lines. And it, it grieved me. It hurts me. Not personally, but... He says it's full of mercy and good fruits. He didn't say it's full of checks. Those are good things. Those are good things to have. They, they, they give the ability to do some of the things on that board. They do. I do not want a bad mouth contribution. But he says it's full of mercy and good fruits. It's full of giving self. What is our source of wisdom? This is, that's how you're going to know really where you're at internally. That's how you know if you have a peaceable structure. <clears throat> And so the other thing is not just to evaluate, but to be changed by what is unchangeable. 1 Corinthians 2, 13 through 16 says, We impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to them. 
He's not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but he himself is judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. This is one of those texts that's like, I'm reading it, and it doesn't make sense to me. This is just one of those texts, because it says, it just has some things in here that, that, it's like, I don't know if I agree with that. Just my brain. It says, if you evaluate, if you evaluate, if you judge all things, you won't be judged by anybody. I don't know anybody that's not judged by anybody. You know what I mean? That, that doesn't exist as a condition. I just, he means something, so it's obvious that my interpretation of this, as I read this, just, is wrong. So how do I wrap my brain around? I, I don't think that he's saying that people aren't going to criticize you. I don't think he's saying that that you know everybody's going to like you because you you judge things. But he's talking about first of all, I know he's talking about spiritually assessing the value of things. That's called the wisdom. And so he's like, if you have wisdom that's from above, if you are assessing things properly, you're going to have an absolute condition of things. And that is, I think, this is what I think. I'm underscoring this. This is the best I can do. People aren't going to have a legitimate gripe. They don't have a reason. They'll criticize you because people will criticize you, but they don't really, they can't judge you. They can't, they can't really make any... They can't say anything that's going to stick. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, like, you can't be judged. There are times where, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to apologize on that one. Why? Well, because there was an internal wisdom. At the moment in time, I thought that was a really good thing to say. <laughs> oh, you probably shouldn't have said that one. Okay. You're going to have to do some interpersonal work. We're going to have to do some reconciliation to find the peace. Why? Because I disturbed the peace. There's another one. I didn't even think of disturbing the peace. Um, and so I need to adopt a permanent wisdom that results in me having this peaceable structure. People will know what to expect of me, in other words. <laughs> I might not deliver. They might not like it, but if I'm living the way I'm supposed to, I've adopted the right parameters for life, they will know what to expect. They might not like it, they might criticize it, but they'll know what it's to do. They can't judge, they, they know. You didn't tell us you were going to, yeah, that's a, that is a thing I live by. And establish the younger, especially those of you who are younger, the younger you establish those, the better off you'll be. And so the platform for peace exists. It's, that's a constant. There's always a platform for peace. But if I'm unstable, there's no platform for peace because I'm changeable. I'm always changeable, but that is always because of the me part. But... If I don't have the wisdom from above, then there's not even anything of bedrock for me to build on to produce peace. 
And that's why it doesn't change. Why I can not be at peace, but I, I can still be peaceable. You understand? I, like, I can have the structure at least that we can get back to normal. I can get back to square one. Why? Because I have, I've laid the structure there. My human frailties might have taken me off of there, but I can still find it. It's there. I've built it. I'm peaceable. And that means that anybody who interacts with me on that platform, we can find peace. It's the structure's there. And so, what we're going to leave very briefly is the idea of changing the way we think about peace. It's not about finding a peace treaty. It's not about, let's find some temporary thing that is going to be scrapped in the future when it's no longer convenient or the relationship changes or whatever. But it's about peaceably entreating. It's about having a, a process, developing the process for which we can interact with every human being on this planet, regardless of where they're at and where I'm at. I have built that structure underneath, inside of me, based on wise principles, based on God's principles that are permanent, that do not change because he doesn't change. And if I have those values, then I can connect peaceably to any person I come in contact with on a daily basis.